0: Welcome to the podcast series, Small Business Survival Conversations. Through our weekly conversations, we hope to provide you with strategies and insights, knowledge and expertise to enlighten you as you work to build and grow your business. Here are your hosts, Anna Steinfest and Dr. Michael Troyer. Hello, everyone.
1: Thank you for joining us. I'm here again with my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer, and today we have a guest, the owner of Machine Plus, Jamie Visar. Hello, Jamie.
2: Hi, everyone.
0: Hello, Jamie. This is Michael Troyer. Nice to have you with us. We're pleased. And uh, just to remind you all, this is small business survival conversation. So this is kind of freeform, Jamie. We're just going to ask you some questions and see where it takes us, and people will learn from you. Sounds
2: good.
1: Yeah, we did not practice. No. We just wanted to ask him questions, and and Jamie is pretty good. Uh, Jamie, we will start with why. What kind of business is Machine Plus, and why did you start it?
2: Well, Machine Plus is a very um, close call tolerance uh, machine shop. We specialize in making parts a little bit nicer than everybody needs or wants. Just to you know, set us apart from everyone else. Uh, we we started Machine Plus. Well, I, I started Machine Plus more or less to help other people and uh, myself and everyone have a nicer time in manufacturing than what is out there at the current time. I mean, uh, not as much slave driving, more of, a, you know, you do it because you want to be there, you know.
1: You, um, for our audience, I have to admit that I know Jamie for a long time, so I know that he grew a lot uh, from one machine shop, one small machine shop. Right now, he's like 10,000 square foot top of the line machines in his current shop. What kind of resources did you use um, to scale so much?
2: Everything, everything I could get my hands on. I mean, if somebody said they were willing to help or give me an idea, I was there. I was given my five minutes, give them 20 minutes, give them 30 minutes. It's invaluable because you got to take every little bit of resource you can get. Um, You can't do this on your own. So it's best to learn from other people's mistakes and uh, get advice from people that you know uh, have some influence in the industry.
0: You know, when you say influence in in the industry, uh, you're talking about others that you pulled in. But have you also built your own influence within the industry at this
2: point? Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I help out others that were in my position, Um, the exact, the guy that's in my old shop, I help him out all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all about reaching out to people in your industry and around your industry and even people from other industry, you never you never know what people have to give. But uh, absolutely, don't be scared to reach out to your competition. You'll know if they're going to help you or not. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, well, that's a right. great advice. We sometimes forget about talking to our competition. We always look at them and say, no, we cannot talk to them or we cannot learn. But you're absolutely correct. You have to go and See what they're doing and probably steal some ideas. How to? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, a lot, a lot of the stuff they'll give you is pretty basic usually, but but some of the basics is, is what you need, you know, in order to get off the ground. Yeah,
0: well, there's got to be a little bit of a backstory here. That I mean, you you weren't playing with industrial toys at age three, I presume, and doing fine tolerance things. Uh, what, what pulled you in the direction of going into machine?
2: Uh, honestly uh it's kind of the same thing as I'm going through now with my sons uh my parents didn't know where to send me and my dad was a machinist um he told me to do something bigger and better like an engineer but I just didn't uh um have the funds or the means to get there so we went into I went into machine tool and uh I'm lucky enough to have it stick you know I mean a lot of people jump into something and and for college so many and they're not doing it anymore and I was lucky enough to find something that I was passionate about
0: oh that's good I have you make me think of my fat my father saw that I was impatient so he told me to take up woodworking he was right (laughs) I made some really bad things until I learned patience (laughs) and I love it now so it's a hobby for me
2: yeah yeah, I didn't even take that many uh, um, metal classes in, in uh, high school. I just learned most of it at NWTC and, and uh, along the way, you always learn on the job. It's an important thing too. I, I presume you're still learning. Oh, every day, every day. Otherwise I'm getting passed up.
1: <laughs> yeah. We wanna talk about the pandemic a little bit, Jamie. Did it affect it, your workflow or do you Hon- want to?
2: Say- <laughs> Honestly, well, the, the, the pandemic, the big shutdown in March. Um, by the time we, we were rolling so heavy before March that we still had um, stuff to get out. Um, but the way we always treat it whenever we have a down dip is we try not to panic, number one. Number two, what we did was we had to decide what was safe for our people first, because that's why I started this. Otherwise, you know, it's all for nothing. So we started to decide that we'd, take two, we'd split them up into two crews. We do 20 hours a week um, and we pay them for 40 just for the first couple of weeks because we heard there was stuff coming in order to help us. Um, and we had enough funds to float people, you know, 20 hours a week. And so we were going to do that and then have an A and B week. So if, if we needed something on a Friday, we pick either a, a people or B people would come in, you know? Um, but basically this limited their amount of exposure. And then we found out that, you know, I mean, it, it is a thing, but it, it wasn't, no one knew what was going on. Um, but, uh, by the time March was over, we were already into, uh, um, medical. Cause we knew obviously with all this, you, you just listening to the news, you know, medical is going to go up. So we got into medical, we talked to all of our, um, customers. We sat down with all of our customers to know what was going on for the rest of the year. You have to try and keep in touch with everyone. Um, but during that time, every time you hit a slowdown, number one, you don't panic. You, you take, take your team and you get them ready for the next push. So you go through the shop, you stop everything and you start, we call it five Sing, which now it's Sigma six and whatever. So we get everything started for the next big uh, push. Like I said, we, we look at the flow of our shop. We make sure the flow was still going good at the end of our last push. We If there's things that we wanted to change with the flow, we, we look at it, we analyze it, we change it. That way, the next time you, you get a large order, it goes through that much easier. So you make up for that dip. And boy, we, we made up for our dip. I mean, literally all all of that year, we, we didn't have a non-profitable month, you know, just be, and March was only because we had a big, big wall that, uh, a big, uh, I, I, guess we had a lot of stuff, um, to be due yet. And, uh, um, it all landed in March. So that's why <laughs> otherwise March wouldn't have been profitable, but, um, making things faster, streamline. We also got everybody, um, first aid approved. So we, we, uh, called, uh, in some people to train us on, on the defibrillator and purchased the defibrillator and, um, got everybody uh, approved for, you know, helping each other. Some of them wanted to, others were kind of on the fence, but when I told them I'd pay for their training and while they were there, everybody signs up to sit around, you know, so, <laughs> but it's, it's good. That that way, you you don't know who's gonna be there, and and uh, if the guy next to you knows how to handle a serious situation, it makes you feel a little safer where you are. So things like that is what we attack first. Okay.
1: I think that you pay a lot of attention on your employees. I mean, your culture within your company, uh, Jamie. You uh, downplay everything, but I know that I spoke with a uh, few people working at your place they love it i mean the culture is huge that's why they keep coming obviously at your place and right now a lot of the businesses are struggling finding employees Mm
2: -hmm. yeah yeah and and in certain in certain ways uh in certain positions we we have a hard time finding the right fit but we do have uh a lot of people that really like like us because of that and do come right away I mean if we do struggle it's not for very long when it comes to a person usually compared to the rest of our our uh, competitors but I like I said it's not about getting rich it's about helping other people get to where they got to go and it you know even if they don't know that they need that just like the first date and stuff like that you know it,
0: it, it interests me that, that you know, when you take care of people, you make money in spite of yourself, right? They, they, they make you money because they like working for you. They feel trusted. They feel safe, etc. That's all. And as you rode this pandemic, did you go outside to get resources at all? Did you, were you aware of things that you could draw upon that would help you survive along with a, a great team?
2: Oh, absolutely. We we. Ran out to the WBDC. We we talked to a lot of people. That anyone that uh, we talked to as we were first starting up. I mean, I even talked to Anna. I talked to you. I've talked to just about everyone. Um and and as many uh, um meetings that people were having about it. Even my insurance was having meetings uh, with uh, lawyers and stuff that that were informing us of all the other things that were coming up. Um, There was a lot, lot that happened with this. And it was very confusing for a lot of businesses, but having strong resources around you because of setting that web when you first start, you know, that infrastructure of, of resources, you you need that when you first start. And once you get it, you know, those people don't forget you, you just (laughs) pick up the phone, you know, they're happy to hear from you.
1: OK, I will get you back to the first start. You said resources, which uh, which were instrumental for you, for your success when you first started, Jamie, because right now we deal with a lot of small businesses, like a lot of listeners are small businesses and they are trying to decide, OK, which resources or what kind of resources I should find to make sure that, you know, my foundation is strong like you did. If they have to pick, few, or not pick, but I mean, let them share with them which resources have been instrumental.
2: Well, um, honestly, your Green Bay Packer mentor protege was amazing. It was, it, it, but that that's two years to three years in, you know, that you have to have under your belt. But uh, it, was, it was amazing. That gets you to the next step. It gets all your worries and fears about hiring more employees. But to get to, to the step one, it, I was lucky enough to go to the Advanced Business Center or the Startup Hub now. Um, and during that time, they had some very, very instrumental people in the front desk that could guide you through what you would need, um, who you would need, like, Score or or the WBDC and um, a lot of other people that can help you along the way. So if you connect yourself with a startup hub or or there's that Microsoft thing by the Packer Stadium or something like that. I mean, it's it's scary going in there. I'm going to tell you, it's my first time. Uh, I probably was red from head to toe when I talked to them and uh, and shaking. Because I, I never, in my wildest dreams, will, wanted to ask for help. And uh, um, I'm so glad I did because they put me in the right place, in the right position to take off correctly, um, rather than um, re, rewiring it along the way. And uh, I've seen a lot of shops like mine have to re, readjust and need outside funding and outside help because of uh, their choices. And, and uh, it was pretty smooth. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty stressful guy. So uh, for me, I, I, I act like it's not smooth, but um, because of asking for those helps, like, and, and they, they got me in touch with score, which score is a, it's just a bunch of retired guys, you know, that uh, um, were. are uh, used to do what you're trying to do probably. And, and, uh, they'll give you their insight and you take it or leave it. Um, that's one hour, usually free or whatever with them. And if you go to, uh, the the startup hub, they'll, they'll be able to connect you with those type of people. Um, and then also there's the WBDC over at UWGB. You got, uh, um, there, there's so much, so many out there. Um, you go to the Greater Green Bay Chamber, and and they'll be able to connect you with a lot of people as well.
0: And did you did you have to tap into any any grants that were out there? Were you aware of grants that might help you get through this? Were there? Uh, I was.
2: Of- uh, oh, the through the pandemic. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, we 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 did do the PPP loan, um, and that was helped, uh, again, by talking to all these people. And also there was, um, what the heck is it? The 10,000, um, what was that one? Um, a fast grant um, oh, yeah. that I talked to you guys about, um, the, over at, well, the WBDC, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and, uh, they had that ten, quick 10,000, which got kind of put in with the PPP, in the end. Um, but yeah, we, we jumped on that because we didn't know as everybody didn't know. I mean, were we doing good? Absolutely. We were doing great. Mar March was a scary month for everyone, but, uh, we had enough money to fund a, a decent sized float, uh, if we had to, but we didn't know like everyone where this economy was going to go. And, uh, so we jumped on that PPP and that, um, Quick ten thousand grant, would it? Uh, that was that quick money, um, just just to make sure that we were going to be okay along with the rest of them. Um, but in the end, we didn't need it, so we ended up paying it into our employees. So um, whatever the employee um, was uh, allotted for him or her, they got. You know. Wow.
1: Jamie if you have to give uh, final advice to our listeners trying to scale up or just trying to survive we should say what what will be your advice to them
2: find somebody that knows more than you do and keep smarter people around you than you are you know I mean uh, it's always good to to know where your flaws are and if if your flaws if you don't have somebody better than you in those areas, it's really tough. So uh, I would always analyze what, what you're not the best at and what you're better suited to do. And just do that and get somebody else to do the stuff you're not suited to do because they'll do it faster than you anyways. And, uh, as far as, uh, keeping going, you got to knock on those doors, get the heck off your chair, get out of the office. You know, LinkedIn will only get you so far. It might get you, it might get you the people's names. It might get you the places that you want to go, but it ain't going to get you the purchase order. You have to go and talk to them.
1: Wow. That's awesome. Thank you, Jamie, for joining us today. Thank you to our listeners. Have a wonderful day.
0: Know know that you've helped some other small business owners along the way. That's why we call it Small Business Survival. Awesome.
2: Awesome. Thanks.
0: You've been listening to the Small Business Survival Conversation podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. In the meantime, hook up with us on our Facebook group at Small Business Survival Tools and Tips. Till next time, thank you for listening.